Welcome to the Bike Pack Adventures Podcast. I am your host, Chris Panaski. This podcast was created so as to share the stories of bike tours, bike packers, and endurance cyclists from around the world as they embark on amazing adventures. Through their stories, you'll be able to learn the ins and outs of bike travel. You'll get insight into various countries and cultures around the world, hear fantastic stories of their journeys. Through both mine and my guests' experiences, you'll learn about the pros and cons of specific gear, bikes, and bike setups. If you're new to bike travel and considering going on an adventure, I hope the podcast provides you with that extra little bit of motivation to make it happen. I want to thank Panorama Cycles, Redshift Sports, Restrap, Race Day Fuel, and Brockman Cyclery for supporting Bike Pack Adventures and helping to keep me on the bike. Check out the show notes for more information about these amazing companies. Thanks and keep on pedaling. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bike Pack Adventures podcast. I am coming at you today to kind of a rehash things on the Canadian Shield Bikepacking Summit. Now, about a few weeks ago, I had recorded an episode kind of going into great detail about the summit, and then uh, things finally went live, and, uh, you know, some people started buying tickets, which is fantastic, but then some, some people close to me that I know reached out with some concerns as to, to my price point of the tickets for the summit. And, you know, so I listened with, you know, open ears. I, I wanted to, you know, I'm obviously not going to get defensive and stuff. I, I spent a lot of time <laughs> making the budget and, you know, I'll be the first to admit that my original plan of creating a summit that was open and inclusive and non-discriminatory and all these things kind of snowballed you know I felt like kind of uh, when I when somebody goes into a car dealership to buy a new car and next thing you know they walk out with uh, you know the an SUV that's the top of the line model and I just don't know what happened in the middle you know uh, at some point I decided to make a better venue which I'm still happy about I think it's a fantastic place we have but then we had the space for dinner and I thought oh let's include dinner and we'll all be together for dinner and you know and the catered lunches and amazing swag bags i had this vision of like man people are gonna get bags they're gonna be so stoked there's gonna be shirts and caps and patches and stickers and and god knows what and it wasn't all necessary you know what in in reality um you know and after some careful consideration i yeah i agreed that for most not everybody but for a lot of people the the price was a little bit high you know or prohibitively high for that matter and Especially in with the economy the way it is now, I think more than ever people want to have the option to to kind of set their own budget, right? So by by changing things up, uh, that would allow people to eat what they want, or even to pack a lunch, you know, so that they can save on a little bit of money or whatever, you know. I got so excited about creating this perfect event that um, I kind of lost sight of what the original goal was. So I'm really thankful for the friends that did uh, reach out, and we had those conversations and. I spent we spent lots of time talking things through and you know trying to decide on what was the what is the vision you know what is the ultimate goal and and that hasn't changed you know the the goal of the Canadian Shield Bikepacking Summit is to to create an environment where bikepackers can share their knowledge and experiences 
um, where people new to bikepacking uh, can go to to meet and develop new friendships, right? And ticket prices too high, that kind of makes it hard to do that because somebody who's new to a sport doesn't necessarily want to go drop that kind of money. And as I say in my the website, you know, learn the ins and outs of bikepacking from some of the regions in Canada's most well-known bikepackers, develop, group developers, bikepack racers. And the best way to do that is to keep things affordable um, so people can come out and, and do that, do just that. And as I said before, the summit aspires to bring people together in a setting that is inclusive and non-discriminatory, providing equal opportunity, which I kind of failed on there, um, for all people of all genders, races, culture, upbringings to participate and so I've revamped things. I'm going to probably jump back and forth between my webpage and just kind of talking as I go through this, but I, I'm going to delete the last podcast. So if you never, ever heard it, um, the one on the Canadian Shield Bikepacking Summit, don't worry about it. It's outdated. Yeah, so I decided to basically start from scratch. I made a copy of the the budget I had created previously and then went through and deleted every single thing that I didn't think was absolutely necessary necessary from the original vision you know of a, a community event that was inclusive at a price point that almost anybody could afford so the end result um, was to remove the the meals because that was a massive part of the budget and even the snacks so hear me out um, we're still going to provide coffee and tea that's that's the one guarantee we budgeted for but we're looking into getting some local businesses that you know we have quite a few like coffee shops in town and stuff or people that just do pastries and stuff and to get them involved and have them on site where they can sell stuff during the break times so people can have a nice snack and that would address a lot of needs you know if somebody's gluten-free or if somebody's lactose intolerant or vegan any of those various dietary restrictions yeah and then for for lunches i'm you know looking into getting some kind of food trucks possibly or something on site so that people don't necessarily have to travel out into town because i mean a lunch break can go by pretty quick but you know there are the options to just pop out in town and grab some pizza or shawarma or something from the grocery store so be it if that's what you're wanting you know and that also allows you to you know to eat what you want and not have to stress maybe not having the food options you would prefer and then as for the dinner, yeah, I decided uh, after a lot of thought that it would have been awesome, but it's not cheap, you know? And I think it's probably cheaper ultimately to go out in town because catering companies charge a lot. Cheaper to go out in town and support a local restaurant. And, you know, you're going to meet people throughout the day on the Saturday and hopefully, you know, include some new people into your group and go and have dinner together and have a fantastic conversations you know, and grab a beer or whatever and just enjoy the night. So that was the, um, the biggest, the biggest changes. And finally, I think the last thing or a couple other things to, to where to, I cut the budget was to, to not invest so heavily into swag bags. I think I, I got a little overzealous in making amazing swag bags, but I think the, the need is to keep it simple and, within a, a good price frame and to allow people that, that want an event shirt, for instance, I'm going to put those on a, the ticketing page. So I'm going to add the t-shirts, the event shirts to the ticketing page in the event that you would like an event shirt, then you can just sort it out as an add on rather than give everybody a shirt, even if they didn't want one. Yeah. And the last thing to remove from the budget to, to trim it down was 
the stuff that you don't see, you know, like promotional materials, event banners, when I could do digital banners um, with the projector and whatnot. Advertising budget, I guess, because in some ways when the tickets got more expensive, then I'd have to spend money on advertising. So I've done all these things and actually managed to, I think, put it at a really good price point. And I think people are going to be excited. And I hope you are. And I hope if you, you hear it and, you know, even if you can't make it, this is something you can share within the community because it's going to have to be word of mouth or via social media. Um, so I've revamped the ticketing page and the website. I've been in touch with people that had already bought tickets and kind of explained everything that's going on so so I can reimburse them the differences and stuff with, I should say, most everyone. So there's a few things that haven't changed, obviously. Things that I consider to be non-negotiable. Obviously, that is the amazing, amazing group of presenters we have lined up. Another thing that we're not cutting is we're going to still offer coffee and tea during breaks. So there will be that. We will be giving out cycling caps and um, like event, like the Canadian Shield bikepacking stickers, uh, things like that. Just little, little token gifts that, uh, you know, actually I really like the cycling caps. So I'm a big fan of cycling caps after I got used to them. And of course the venue, the Meredith Center, it is an amazing venue and I'm really excited to, to be using this place. The hall is huge. And it even has a partition wall. So if we have sponsors and vendors, they can be in the back part. And then we can also have seating and stuff at the front. And it kind of makes two spaces. As well as outside, there's lounge areas. There's uh, a bar area with high tables and stuff. So perfect during lunchtime and whatnot. It is a really nice venue. Uh, There's also a hockey rink there. So they have change rooms and showers. And we'll have access to those uh, for after that bike ride. You know, around 9 o'clock or so, um, people can use the showers and get cleaned up an amazing day and um yeah and there's fire pits outside so maybe in the evening we could have a fire if uh but i think we'll be going for dinner so uh but but after the event ends you know there'll be a chance to socialize people can hang around and whatnot so it's a really really nice location yeah so other than that let's uh let's actually talk about what uh will be included with the general admission ticket so i still have early bird tickets there there was going to be 20 in total so I think that's really key, and it's 20% off. So I think it's going to be, I can't remember the exact number, but the general admission tickets, so you can do the math, obviously includes presentations, obviously includes coffee, group rides in the morning, meeting like-minded people, door prizes, vendor booths, a smaller swag bag, you know, cycling cap sticker, that kind of thing. I'm hoping that uh, people do go buy their tickets and uh, share with friends and, um, you know, share about the event. I think it's going to be amazing. As I mentioned, the location is in Chelsea, which is 15 kilometers north of the city of Ottawa, right on the edge of the Gatineau Park. It's a 361 square kilometer park, so it's it's huge. On the website, I've included lots of accommodation options. So hotels, motels, beds and breakfasts, camping, hostels. Um, I forgot to mention about warm showers. I mean, reach out to people via warm showers. There is a lot. There are a lot of warm shower hosts in the region. Yeah, that's kind of it. So if I were to talk about other things, I guess I could talk about the presenters we have coming. As I mentioned, Megan Hackinen, I'm super stoked to meet her and in person. She's been on the podcast before. Uh, she's a bike packer, writer, adventure seeker who has, not to read her whole bio, but she has done touring and bikepacking events all over the world. Uh, four times Everster has ridden the Trans Am bike race, North Cape 4000, Alberta Rockies 700, Transcontinental Race, the Paris-Brest-Paris randonneur event that only holds comes every four years. 
She holds women's course records on the BC Epic 1000, the Big Lonely, and as well as the 24-hour World Time Trial Championships. She has written a book called South Away, and I know she's working on another one now, so it's all super exciting stuff. Some of the other amazing presenters, we have Marie-Pierre Savard. She's from Montreal, an adventure bike enthusiast for over 10 years. Bike toured in quite a few countries as well. Eric Betteridge and Jennifer Adams, they are from Ottawa. They are the creators of the Log Drivers Waltz bikepacking route. It's a, don't quote me, nearly 800 kilometer bikepacking route in the Ottawa Valley. And uh, it's pretty well known. So if you if you don't know it, check it out. Uh, Dr. Alexander Radan will, will be coming up and he is extremely experienced in endurance type sports, um, having been an ultra endurance runner for a long time. Uh, he's going to be teaching some stuff about first aid, something we all probably need help with. I always say that if anything serious happened to me, I'd be screwed because I think I have a few Band-Aids and a few Tylenols and stuff in my bag, and that's about it. And uh, so he's going to be teaching us some stuff about first aid and how to make a first aid kit that is actually effective with multi-use on the uh, the medicine side. Next up, Carl Presso. He is uh, 20 years in the bike industry here in, well, a little bit all over. I think he was uh, near Broma for many years. Gatineau is where he currently is working. Um, I've known him for a few years now. Fantastic dude. Really varied interest. Now he's even uh, exploring pack rafting more. And um, yeah, so he's going to be teaching us about some trailside maintenance and things like that. Alex Garcia Nguyen is quite a latecomer to cycling, but I'm super impressed with him. And over just the last couple of years he has done some extraordinary bike packing trips cycling in the republic of georgia um doing the great divide mountain bike route this past year uh, bikepacking in colombia so he's gonna be talking to us and sharing some insight on on how to make those adventures um more efficient and how to do things right so you know give us some tips and tricks to 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 not make the the silly mistakes you know uh, what else i have a uh, louis philippe landry He's a husband and a uh, hosts a podcast called Overcome Cafe uh, with his wonderful co-host Vicky, his wife, super proud dad, and uh, quite a, quite the cyclist as well, obviously. And he's a psychotherapist, and he's going to be talking to us about something mindset, overcoming challenges, or maybe focused on uh, racing. I'm super excited to have him on the show and to to share his experience or just have him on the show, have him at the summit, I should say. And uh, last up is Alex Gay, who works for Ride With GPS. And he's going to be coming in to share details about Ride With GPS, how to, how to create routes as effectively as possible, how to use some of the newest features and uh, just giving us lots of tips and tricks that way so i'm very excited as that as well he'll be joining us remotely uh but it's going to be fun and exciting and it's going to be an amazing weekend so i hope you guys uh i hope people uh i hope to meet a lot of new people i mean i know quite a bit in the community here but i'm really excited to meet some new new people oh i didn't even mention myself as well i'll be running a i'll be doing a presentation on packing for bike packing whether you're looking at the more minimalist packing setup or you want the more traditional something i don't do too often but packed a little bit heavier and carrying more stuff. So we'll be diving into that with a couple different bikes and setups and whatnot. Oh, and I didn't mention, I forgot to mention, I also have a gift, a ticket option on the site, the gift, a ticket option. So this is to encourage people to help get members of the marginalized communities 
to events like this so that we can grow the sport because the you know I love I love biking I love bike packing and definitely as a white male I I am the majority you know like the majority of bike packers I meet are white men and there's definitely a huge growth of women in the sport which is fantastic but I think the other marginalized groups black indigenous people of color LGBTQ plus there's a lot of work we could do to make them feel more included and welcome and and part of that is to gift a ticket so now that the price is lower too this is more encouraging I'd highly encourage people to consider gifting a ticket that I will then do a reach out to see who would be interested in having a free ticket to come to the event and as I was talking to a friend today he even said you know we could encourage people to peer up with their friends in the community and say hey who wants a do you guys want to go five ways on a ticket here so we can we can get somebody extra a ticket you know um, so that's an option too. talk to your friends if you know friends are coming and maybe one person could buy the extra ticket and you guys can all spot them a little bit and do it as a collaboration you know it'd be amazing other than that I have the jerseys also finally finished completely they're on the ticketing page they're they've been created and designed by Jack Roo um, pretty big club shirt maker and stuff so I've got the road bike and mountain bike options it's always hard to decide what you need of I, I really you know I, I wear road bike jerseys a lot because I really appreciate having those pockets but at the same time kind of love my mountain bike jerseys because they're rugged they can take a beating they're less likely to get ripped or whatever so yeah you got that option there so you can get a jersey and I've kept the prices as low as I can um, through Jackroo if you set it up as a club I can do one bulk order so by ordering your tickets for or by ordering a jersey with your ticket then I can put all that in as one bulk order and it gets the price down so I think in the future after that order is done the jerseys would go up to I think he said 108 or 109 dollars a piece so you know it's like $20 difference. So yeah, do it while you can save money. Honestly, I think that's it. If you are a company, I know there's some bike shops. I know there's other groups that listen to this podcast and you guys are interested in sponsoring the event and you want to see this as successful as a successful event and are keen to be involved um, or looking for brand recognition or interested in setting up a booth or want to promote your product, reach out to me. We can discuss things info at canadianshieldbikepacking.ca and on the website there's a links to facebook instagram and the email so all right i think that is it yeah i hope this uh i hope this kind of brought sense of understanding about everything and kind of where i went and and how i i, I reeled myself back in and kind of had to reevaluate look at the original picture and what i had hoped to to accomplish and create and it's a learning experience, so I'm all I'm I'm okay with it. You know, it happens. If you don't try something, you can't screw it up. That's what they say, right? So, but I guess the big part is to learn from it. Learning through failure, or some people say there's no such thing as failure. There's only learning. So I've learned, and um, luckily before it was too late. And uh, yeah, so I look forward to seeing people in 131 days and a bunch of hours and minutes and stuff. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. So that's it. Keep on pedaling. Bye bye. I want to end the show by thanking all my listeners once again for the emails and comments I regularly receive from you. It really helps motivate me and keep me going with this project and to continue sharing people's amazing stories. If you have questions or comments, you can email me at bike at bikepackadventures.ca or go to bikepackadventures.ca and shoot me a message through the contact form. You can also check out the webpage for past podcast episodes, bikepacking routes throughout Canada, 
blog posts, videos, and touring tips. Lastly, I'd like to once again thank all the individuals and companies that are supporting the podcast. If you are enjoying the show and like what I'm doing, you can become one of my show supporters by going to patreon.com slash bikepackadventures. And for just a few dollars a month, you can help keep this show going. You can also help out by sending a one-time donation through PayPal. This money all goes back into the podcast, help me to cover the costs associated with running the show, buy new equipment when necessary, and produce the high-quality content that you've become accustomed to. Much appreciated, and keep on pedaling. <laughs>